0: Welcome back to How to Be a Better DM. I'm your host Justin Lewis here with other host Tanner Wayland. I always, I always get confused when I, I, I say co-host or whatever. I don't like the word co-host with host Tanner uh, Wayland. Hello, I'm Go ahead, am Other Tanner.
1: host Tanner Wayland. <laughs> uh, pleasure to be here.
0: Yes, uh, please forgive my awkwardness. Uh, I just came back from Thanksgiving break, uh, and, and we here at How to Be a Better DM hope you had an excellent Thanksgiving. Uh, as, as For those of you who are new to the show, this is the show designed to help you craft better stories for yourselves and your players as you DM sessions of D&D. As you can tell, I'm slightly uh, a little rusty because we did just come back from Thanksgiving. Uh, One quick announcement uh, before we get to the show is just a big thank you for all of you listening to the show. Uh, Over the weekend, I was able to do the uh, one-shot, I guess it was November's one-shot, uh, and time and time again, it amazes me that we're able to pull random strangers together for four hours. They don't end up hating each other. <laughs> Instead, they they actually laugh, and they seem to become genuine friends after four hours. And they've they've never met each other before. They don't know each other, and it's just amazing. So a big thank you, um, and we want to keep doing this. We we want to make it better. So. If you get a moment, go to betterdungeonmaster.com slash feedback and answer a few questions on what we can do more to help you be a better DM. Uh, And obviously we're going to have some more announcements at the end of today's show, but again, today we are dissecting the one shot from September and we're going to hopefully start off where we left off, but uh, if we don't bear with us and uh, the audio levels might be a little wonky, but again, just try and bear with us. And uh, Tanner, anything you want to say before we get started?
1: No, just uh, just excited to uh, review this one shot.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, here we go. I'm going to share. Uh, you can also check this out if you're not watching it live on YouTube. You can go to our YouTube channel and watch it live. Uh, otherwise, if you're listening to this on the podcast, we'll try and explain anything that's visual. But uh, uh, hopefully, you don't miss anything. So, uh, actually, I don't think I shared my. Audio. It's very important that you click the share system audio. Otherwise, no one can hear it. So here's take two. Okay. He finally walks over with her to you and he says... Do you hear that, Tanner? Yes. Yes, I do. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, hello, adventurers. Uh, it's very nice to meet you. I am the fine mayor of this town. I think we are forward uh, a little bit. You can call me Chancellor. i reach out to Constable Brogan. Uh, He is the man I have set to investigate this ordeal. Now, if you excuse me, I must be on my way. And welcome to my fine city of Autumn's grace. And he he gives you a low bow and then proceeds on his way. Uh, And Teresa then leads you to her home, where she then proceeds to cook you breakfast, because it is earlier in the morning. And uh, she starts cooking breakfast and and making eggs and things. And she says, now, my friends." I'm sure that you have many questions. Um, Let me give you a general... I know this is probably like being a little picky, but to me, if the group traveled into the city and it's morning early enough that they haven't had breakfast yet, like that's... that They must have gotten up in the middle of the night. Like...
1: True, true.
0: That... Like, I, I wanted them to be able to be in Teresa's house to kind of get the quest download in a sense. Um, but I, I, yeah. I haven't quite figured out how to make it, you know.
1: <clears throat> well, I do think that you ruined the game for them because they probably were thinking about that the whole time. They were like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> why would we break camp without breakfast?
0: <laughs> or second breakfast, right? Or second breakfast.
1: <laughs> what are we doing? Um, no, I, I I think that is a small thing. But... Uh, But, you know, also maybe saves you some, uh, you know, or at least it would add some immersion, you know, if you do kind of have that kind of mental clock of like, oh, what time is it? What would make sense for these uh, players, uh, for these characters, you know, but yeah, small thing. Don't worry. I don't don't think that was terrible.
0: (laughs) Well, thinking about it now, and maybe the reason why I bring it up is because it does kind of set the pacing for the day. You know, they're starting out. Um, in the morning, if they came at lunchtime and they had lunch, I think that might make it a little bit more mysterious because then they would really only be able to investigate one or two houses before it gets dark and kind of adds to the mood. You know what I mean?
1: That's, that's a good point. I think that if you, inc- cause I, I've actually played this uh, one shot with you too. And I realized, I was like, okay, we all kind of assumed it happened in one day um, Mm -hmm. because it did happen in one day. And I'm like, you know, I think that having that change in time to darker so that a lot of the climax Mm -hmm. is happening like later, um, I think that'd be a good mood uh, thing and could make it more horrifying for the scary parts, you know, things like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a good thing. Real explanation of what I've noticed, but you can ask any questions afterwards. So, about uh, it must have been a month ago, a, a particular family disappeared for about a week—the Piloff family—and and then they returned without any, any explanation. And since then, they've been acting rather strange. I can't—I can't quite put my finger on it, but them returning would not have given me pause, except for the fact that. About three weeks ago, so a week later, the Rowcroft family also disappeared inexplicably. And they they were gone for about five days and then they reappeared. And in my interactions with them, they've also acted rather strangely. Uh, And then finally, the Ustronaut family, they disappeared earlier this week and they reappeared just three days later. And they've acted very strangely as well. And and this, this ever since the rowcrofts returned, I've had my misgivings. So I sent you that letter, Isaac. Uh, and the Utrigars disappearing has only confirmed my apprehension. Uh, and, and if if there's anything you can do to investigate and discover what what has happened, I would be very grateful.
1: Strange tidings indeed. Oh. You say you have theories about these particular vanishings and reappearances?
0: Well, not so much theories. I mean, this whole this whole area is full of legends and and folklore, and and we keep a village watch in order to keep the wildlings out and and also wolves and things like that. Um, I I don't know exactly what might have happened, but you know, it, it can't be good uh so so just kind of a question on your for your thoughts do you think something more nefarious should have happened to make her worried or or is that enough
1: i'm glad you paused because like i was having a thought about the setup and i was like you know what i know that you were probably trying not to give too much info because you wanted most of the uh information gathering to happen at the place you know where it's like more in person you know more active uh when you're talking to those three families um my issue though is i do think it was like oh they just started acting weird um i do feel like there should have been more of an inciting event for her uh like oh they started acting weird and then all three of them invited me to something, you know, to the old cave out outside of town or something, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I arrived, they acted really weird, and I barely got away. So who knows what, right? Um, it doesn't have to be exactly like that, but just something that gets her hackles on edge, like, more than just, oh, they, they started acting weird after disappearing. Another thing that I thought uh, in terms of setup that would have helped is if – if they had gone somewhere specifically that you knew about, you know, because. Because as I recall, uh, later on, like the families are like, oh, no, we just left town or whatever else. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think in terms of just adding settings uh, to the story, it would be nice if like, oh, they left to blank place um, or they said that they left to this one place. And then they've all been acting weird, you know, and then you could actually like give the players options of like, oh, they could go to each of the families or they could go to that place or or who knows what. Right. Um, I think it just needed a little bit more of a hook, I guess, beyond the fact that they were acting weird, whether that's like, hey, there needs to be more nefarious happenings or there needs to be like some kind of additional detail in terms of like where they went or Mm. what specifically they were doing, you know?
0: Gotcha. So, um, what, what if there was a fourth family that disappeared first and has not reappeared?
1: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. That could work. Uh, I think either that could work or the, the reverse where it's like, Oh, another family just disappeared. But this family told me that they were going blank, you know, or something, right? Uh, just something about some remaining mystery, I guess. Uh, and like, an a still missing family is a great idea, right? Uh, I would also add to, to that, um, her being like, oh, I also had another person who thought it was weird, and he said that he was going to go find it out, and I haven't heard from him, you know? Uh, kind of mm-hmm. adding peril to the whole situation, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is getting my mind thinking. Cause, so, like, what if there was a second constable, essentially? Well... So the hard line that I, I'm finding is it has to be, like, like concerning enough that Teresa is like, oh, my gosh, we need help. But, yeah. like, innocuous enough that most people in the town don't think anything of it, you know?
1: Yeah, like – and I think – I mean, we're going to hear – And you've explained a little bit, it's like, oh, uh, she has had interactions with these families, so it's like, oh, she might be one of the only people noticing, right? Uh, But, but yeah, I I think there just needs to be, um, and maybe you could just explain it away by like, hey, this is a small town, not everybody interacts. I happen to know these people, though, you know?
0: Okay, what about this secret detail that Teresa, like lets out, and she she explains that she's kind of, like, terrified to admit it. But the second family, she actually saw them, like, leaving the city or, or, or returning. Maybe returning might be better.
1: Returning. Like,
0: away. returning yeah. to the city in the, like, dark of night, coming from a specific direction.
1: Yeah, that's smart, actually. I think uh, just, just additional details, because currently— she's doing a lot mm. of like, Oh, I'm just worried. Can you go find it out? And then I think the issue that yeah. we, you're going to run into here is that players are going to be like, Oh, we didn't get much info from them, uh, right. from her. Let's ask a lot of questions. And then they're going to come away like, Oh, those questions didn't really help much. Cause she doesn't know much, you know? Um, That's right. But, <clears throat> okay. And so either give her more to know or, Uh, have her be like I I really don't know anything but the reason why I got all scared is because of this big thing someone disappeared or whatever you know Um, and and so uh, you were the only ones I could turn to Uh, can you go check it out you know so that they spend less time at her place asking questions that probably won't have any answers you know
0: yeah i mean it wastes less time that's a really good point either make her like a valuable resource or or shorten the interaction
1: yeah that's a great way to put it
0: excellent anything else on this section
1: that's awesome cool any of you heard of anything like this before and i turned to uh my compatriots their assessment Other than
0: wildlings, goblins, drow, orcs, minotaurs, centaurs, devils, demons, probably missing one or two. They normally take
1: people. And they don't give them back. These do too. Yeah, yeah. Taking taking is normal, but them coming back, that's... That's
0: the other Oh case. yeah, they're probably
1: the best. Hmm. Can you direct us to the homes of the Pilaf, the Utrechtars, and was it the, the, Ro- the Roarcraft
0: or the Lorcraft? The, the Roarcraft, of course. So the, the Pilafs, they actually, they run a farm just to the north of the city, uh, the town as it were. Um, and it's about a mile away uh, if you just follow this particular road and it, it will take you right there. Uh, the Rowcrofts they run a lumber mill on the western part- portion of town. Um, it's right up against the forest as naturally a lumber yard would be. Uh, and the they run a blacksmith shop uh, towards the northern part of town, um, though it's it's more central than of course the, the Rowcrafts or the, the Peeloffs. But uh, here are directions and she 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 kind of gives you a a slip of parchment explaining how to get to each one.
1: Well, you have two of the locations towards the north. Perhaps it's wise of us to go in that direction. Yes. Before we go, were were these families liked by the town or did they have enemies here?
0: Oh, well, that's a good question. As far as enemies, I'm not not entirely sure. I mean, Autumn's Grace is, is fairly small. It's not like your larger cities where people might make a name for themselves. Really, everyone here knows each other and newcomers are easy to spot. Uh, if, if there were quabbles between two families, they were usually sorted out rather, rather quickly. Um, Or they were taken to the village council, or perhaps the... I don't think quabble is a real word, by the way. (laughs) Squabble. I I don't believe any of them had any particular uh, enemies or anything like that. As a listener of this show, you obviously love story. Now that you've had a chance to craft your own story by listening to this show, wouldn't it be nice to get some inspiration? Or maybe you just want a moment of immersion and escape and entertainment. Whatever it is, come join us on our new show, Pact and Boom. It's an actual play D&D podcast in the world of Kalygnos, where our characters Jolly, Wolfgang, and Alan will find and meet each other in hell. And from there, start a troublemaking journey with some near-death experiences that will hopefully lead them to a happy ending. Find it wherever great podcasts are heard or just go to sessionzerostudios.com slash packed and boom. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Start listening today.
1: And what was the odd behavior that they were displaying?
0: (sighs) This is possibly the, the hardest thing to really... You see, there's something about being alive, you know. You act in a certain way, you fidget or things like that. But being around these families, they don't seem to act that way. They they act rather stiff. They act... uh, I I don't know how to explain it. In fact, the Piloths, when they first returned, when they first reappeared, they seemed very emotionless. As time has wore on, they seem to regain themselves as, it, you know, um, maybe some of their emotions seem to resurface or, or something like that. Um, I don't know if they went through some sort of trauma and then that affected them and now they're kind of retaking themselves or, or, or what?
1: Uh, Justin. I'm going to lean over to Ezra Gold. Okay. Go uh, ahead. This is, Here's something good that I see that you're doing. Uh, So we were talking about like, oh, it'd be nice if you had like initially like served up some questions Uh, here. You're seeing how it's like, hey, even if you don't, you're it seems like you've done enough preparation to where like when he was like, oh, what what are they doing weird? Like, I think that that was a pretty good, you know, little speech or monologue about like, oh, something about being alive, they fidget, things like that they weren't doing that. And also the emotions and and things like that. Um, I think the only way you can make it better, well, not the only way, but one of the ways you can make it better is like a specific interaction. Be like, so I went up to deliver, uh, to get milk from them. And, uh, when they came, uh, they handed me, you know, uh, like some milk and just immediately close the door you know, who knows what, right? Just something specific, yeah. kind of like an anecdote. Um, I think that would add to it. But otherwise I think that you did a very good job of being like, Hey, here's some specific ways that it's kind of weird. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's excellent thing to point out. Um, that's the classic thing of show. Don't tell, yeah. you know, like, Oh, how, how have they been acting weird? Well, the other day when I walked up and I said hello to their child, uh, he looked at me, didn't smile and then walked away, uh, you know, s- super weird for a child or something, you know, yeah. and it just, it, it, it it's seamless.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's totally true. Like in my mind, uh, finding out how to de- be very descriptive and not only your settings, but also describing uh, the actions of others. Uh, that's huge. Um, for like uh, fleshing a character out um, and also adding depth to a conversation.
0: For sure. For sure.
1: I told you they weren't real people anymore. (laughs) I kind of, you did the right thing in calling me. And next time. Sorry,
0: did you say something?
1: No, no, no. I just love it.
0: Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I, I gotta be honest. Like, having these one-shots is super fun for me because you see people, you know, just just be these really funny characters. And, uh, you know, this group was really good, particularly. So, yeah, that was awesome.
1: Please. Of course. As always, your, your cooking is fantastic. Please, give my regards to you, sister.
0: <laughs> of course, I will.
1: <laughs> and then one more question. Have they been seeing you during the day or just during the night? Does that, like, narrow down what they...
0: Um, I don't know if they've actually been seen during the night, but I know during the day they they proceed around normally. Um, The only reason I don't know if they've been seen during the night is because generally people retire to their homes, especially the pilafs being a mile outside of town. Um, But I mean, they, they seem to walk around and do normal things. Uh, it's another simply way that the interactions night that time
1: seem would have been great. Off. Say that again. Uh, that's just another way that making it go into the nighttime would have been good. It's like, oh, no one mm-hmm. really sees them at night. Uh, they kind of stay indoors, but yeah, you know. <laughs> and then if they went at night, you yeah. would see, like, they're acting very weird, you know?
0: Yep, yep. I also think. I don't know why, but that particular moment, it, it made me think that I could have done a better job in picking like the pattern of the families that got visited, that disappeared, you know? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like figuring out like, why was it the Pilafs, the Rokrafs and the Utragards? like what connects them? I think, you know, if, if I had come up with some sort of pattern that might've oh. been a little bit more intriguing and helpful. To the players?
1: Yeah, something like, oh, each of these families are blank, you know, keep to themselves. Yeah. Or uh, recently moved in in the past year or or something, right?
0: Yeah. Or visited, like you said, visited a specific cave in the wilderness or or ate some stuff from this one merchant. I
1: don't know. yeah, Or had an argument with the mayor or something, right? Whatever it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. That would be, like, even better. so. Thank you. Of course. Any other questions? I can I can help you out.
1: So not a question, but just yeah. looking around this this room um, would would Nicodemus just looking at does anything look out of place? Does anything look different in here?
0: Go ahead and make a perception check. All right. The first roll of the night. I love
1: it. All right. One second.
0: And then feel free, roll. Okay. Feel free and roll on roll 20 or D&D Beyond or with a real-life dice, however you want. Just tell me where it is so I can go to the, the correct screen.
1: All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at uh, roll 20 here.
0: Awesome. That looks like uh, a big one. <laughs> okay. Oh, my. So,
1: you start yeah. to look
0: around, and then you start smelling something. Oh, that smells like cinnamon. Ooh. And then from inside the oven, she pulls out a big platter of cinnamon rolls, and she puts it, puts it on the table, and immediately your attention is taken from the room right to the cinnamon rolls. And they are delicious. You don't mind if we Oh, of kind course, of, of course. <laughs>
1: For the road, one for the road.
0: (laughs) Yes, and there's just enough
1: for all of you. And Teresa, before we head out, um, Mayor Manting, I saw you speaking with him, he was uh, moving about rather animatedly. Is there anything we should know about?
0: (sighs) The mayor. He is quite an interesting fellow. Um, He's been mayor for about. It's, it's, been, it's been a good long while now, um, and he, he, he truly seems to, to care about the city. Um, though he does have fairly large ambitions. Uh, he wants to turn Autumn's Grace into something larger than perhaps it is right now. And in that case, he, he, he tends to push maybe hard um, for, for merchant trade or, or other things. Um, He seems to work fairly well with the with the other members of the City Council, Um, though he is not necessarily flamboyant, but he definitely does have big ambitions for uh, Autumn's Grace.
1: Constable
0: Brogan. Uh, Constable Brogan, he is an interesting one. Honestly, I have not had the opportunity to interact with him much, but from what I've heard, he can be quite gruff. And rumors say that he came from a larger city. It might've been Farrowind or something like that, but uh, he came from a larger city, but he came out to Autumn's grace. So here's an idea. Um, as we were saying, so the second family, she notices a cloaked figure visiting them, like entering their house the night before they disappeared. Mm. Uh, and the cloaked figure was short. Uh, and it could either like the, the idea is to kind of plant the seed that it could either be the mayor or it could be constable Brogan. Yeah. Um, and then whichever one the players guess
1: it's the opposite. Oh, you that's know? fun. That's fun. Um, What do you think? No, yeah, I I like that, where it's like, hey, you're planting a seed, but it's not so obvious that it's only one person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: Is that maybe too complicated?
1: Uh, You know, I think that you could pull it off well. I would just – my concern and my worry would be, hey, if if you – Overburden them with leads and like threads to pull, Mm. especially during a one shot. You know, then that's I've seen it in campaigns where if you give them too many threads to pull, then they just kind of they lose track of what they need to follow up on, um, and they don't follow up on the most punchy one to begin Mm -hmm. with, right? Uh, For uh, for me, I would wait if you're going to drop like a tip like that, like oh, there was a short figure or something i would wait on that Uh, i would wait until you had visited like a family or two and maybe if the players haven't found anything else then it's like oh Mm -hmm. let's let's drop a breadcrumb for them for them you know gotcha
0: do you love these podcast episodes but aren't always able to listen to them do you learn better reading information rather than listening to it here's what you can do go to sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter, sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get tips and tricks sent directly to your inbox in written format that you can read and reference whenever you want. You'll get tips that we don't share on the podcast and bonus techniques that, frankly, no one has ever heard before. Again, sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter and uh, get those free tips and techniques right to your inbox Every week.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, w- a couple things I noticed. One, uh, I thought the, uh, how, uh, with the natural one, I thought that was very well done. Like, oh, you're doing it, then you you smell, you know, cinnamon rolls. I did think it's funny that you're like, oh, pulled it out of the oven. And I was like, what did they use for ovens back in the day? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there, like, first thing I was like, I guess they did have some types of ovens where it's like, oh, the fire's underneath and yeah. like an enclosed space almost like a pizza oven that's like heated from underneath. Um Yeah. There's kind of things like that. But I but I loved that uh that kind of tact. Uh I also noticed that this is a pretty smart group. Uh like they're asking good questions. Mm-hmm. Um which is nice, you know. Uh finally, what what was the last thing? Um when they were asking about Uh, different stuff oh man i had i had a thought um i guess my thought uh well one thought that i had right now is i think that it's gone pretty well in terms of people interacting like i feel like each of your players has said something during the conversation which is Mm -hmm. big right there's obviously some people who talk a little bit more than others um I would just you know, it's not always easy to uh to include people who are kind of on the quieter side in the same conversation. Right. But in future convers like when they go to investigate the families, I think that's a great way place to remedy it. Kinda of like, hey, if the current encounter is revolving around certain players, then make the next encounter, kinda of have the family talk specifically To the players who weren't kind of in the forefront in the last one, right?
0: Yeah, it's actually kind of funny you mention that because I know here we see you know myself and then four players. Um, There's actually a fifth player who doesn't have his screen showing. Oh, that's Um, right. He he turned it off. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's funny because he towards the beginning he was very quiet. They go to the first house, and he splits off essentially because he's a halfling. Nice. and he pretends to be a little boy. Oh nice. Uh and so he splits yeah, he splits off with the 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 farmer's little boy and has this entire scene with just him and this little boy and it it's kind of nice because it you know it allows him to role play, you know, as completely by himself, you know, kind of have this entire scene to himself and and then later on it's it's much more uh collaborative between the whole team which which is really cool. But yeah, definitely a good point that I could have, I could have brought out, you know, his conversation in this in this beginning point. Um, but luckily, he himself remedied that later on by saying, "Hey, can I like pretend to be a little boy?" And you know, so
1: yeah, that's that's great. Honestly. Um, good. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah,
0: cool. Sorry, I think there's a little bit of lag, but. Uh, Um, I think that's all the time we have today, so uh, thank you guys for listening to today's show. A couple of finishing announcements. First of all, if you want to hang out with me and Tanner in January, you can, uh, if you're in the Utah area, uh, Utah County specifically. We're actually going to be at an event called DND, which is Dungeons, Networking, and Dragons. It's actually a business networking event that is designed to help businesses grow and, and make connections through playing D and D, we're both going to be dungeon masters there. And if you want, uh, if you're interested, you have a business or you're trying to start a business and you want to make connections in this way, you can go to dndmerchantsguild.com... and go to the events page, buy yourself a ticket there. That's what we'll. That's where we'll be. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, and then obviously, if you want to sign up for the next one shot in December, that's betterdungeonmaster.com... slash one dash shot. And then we are actually ambassadors for this awesome uh, company out of Puerto Rico that makes dice. Uh, they reached out to us, and I got to know them a little bit. Uh, it's it's you know it's a small business. Uh, she actually just makes the dice. I asked her, you know, how'd you get started? And she's like, well, I've always loved dice, and then I found D and D, and you know, it kind of married my two hobbies together. And Perfect. I was I was interested that she liked dice before D and D, but uh, usually it's the other way around. Um, anyways, her stuff's awesome. You can go to better dot com slash dice legion and get a 10% discount. Uh, and if you, if you just go to dice, com, you can also put in the discount code better DM. And that should also give you the 10%. Uh, anything else you want to add Tanner?
1: Uh, no, honestly, uh, for any of you who are listening to us kind of review these sessions, uh, i hope that you realize that when we're um reviewing a one shot and we hope to do this a lot more even with uh guest hosts um and even we're thinking about potentially having you uh you players that we've played with in the past uh host some uh some one shots we intend to continue doing these kind of reviews and, and it's not to you know put anyone down but we genuinely think that y- you can learn a lot by analyzing and learning from past games. And so, yeah, I love doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ditto to that. And uh, I I guess the only thing we can say is happy holidays in case we don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening and good night. That's a little quote there from the Truman show, but uh, in all seriousness, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week for another amazing show. And until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative.